Welcome to the Square Apple Show. Hi, I'm Dr. Yong Shin Ning. I'm the co-founder of Change Voyage Consulting. After 20 years of corporate life, I successfully transited to be an entrepreneur. Wearing multiple hats as an entrepreneur, adjunct lecturer, mother, wife, daughter, sister, has taught me how to navigate life's challenges. And my secret is the Square Apple. In this show, I will discuss tips and strategies to change the way you think about your personal and professional life. Because if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Ready to activate the square apple in you? Let's begin! Hi, I'm Shining, and welcome to the Square Apple Show. In this episode, I will be sharing with you why you cannot delegate the responsibility of driving change management to your hired consultants. If you're a project manager who has just hired a team of change management consultants and you think you can put change management at the back of your mind, this podcast is for you. When I was a young change management consultant, one of my top career aspirations was to get into a job on the client side. Why not? In my perception, it was a cushy job because all you needed to do was to repeatedly critique the consultant's work until you get you're satisfied for a sign-off. But as I got older, I understand that the client's behaviour is shaped by a few factors which are interrelated. Firstly, it's shaped by how the consultant's services had been procured under the contract. If it's a done-for-you service, fixed price, fixed scope, then the client would expect the consultants to fully deliver the service and the client would have minimum participation in the development. Secondly, it's also because many clients have the notion that consultants have the expertise and are therefore the best people to perform a particular piece of work. Thirdly, they do not have the manpower to undertake the work and therefore they hire consultants to undertake the work entirely. Most clients have the intent of taking back the scope of work at some point in time, maybe when the workload is lower or when the project has reached a logical juncture of conclusion. I remember that we always wrote a transition plan with the intent of transferring change management know-how to the client at the end of the project, usually a technology project. After going through many organisational change projects over the last 20 years, I'm convinced that having only consultants helm the fault of change management services will not deliver the maximum impact for the change. Here are a few reasons why this is so. Firstly, Change management requires intimate understanding of the organisation. As I've mentioned in my earlier podcast, change management requires you to know the organisation in a lot of detail and therefore you know what levers to pull and who to pull it on. You need to understand the culture, the past history of the organisation, things formal and informal, written and unwritten. While consultants like myself are good with methodologies and have a depth of prior experiences, frankly, I cannot say for sure which levers should be pulled and who to pull it. It's like my knowledge of methodologies and experiences with similar companies allows me to navigate the change of the current company with higher accuracy. But I can't tell for sure if they will work. For me, to guarantee that it would work would be like I'm saying that I'm using a map of Singapore in year 2000 
to navigate the same space in year 2020 and get it guaranteeing that I will reach the destination. Managing change in an organisation, especially when the extent of change is significant, is in reality a process of experimentation. You can't be sure whether a specific messaging or framing would work with the audience, but if you have an in-depth understanding of the audience, you would be able to tailor the messages to suit the audience better. But what do consultants typically say? I have done this many, many times with many other clients in similar industries, which implies that their experiences with other clients can be replicated to the current client. This may be true for types of organisational change where it's either incremental or developmental, but I'm not so sure for transformational change. What is left unsaid by consultants is that I still need a lot of your inputs and guidance to update my map. You know your organisation best and therefore you need to guide me. I suspect that saying this may be viewed as a sign of weakness and if you said this in your oral presentation, it will likely cost you the deal. Furthermore, when consultants start on change management projects, they usually bring out their fanciest tools and methodologies, maybe to prove to the client that they have made the right decision to hire them. And a lot of time and energy is spent finessing the deliverables rather than spending time listening to the ground, gaining insights about the sentiments, refining the messaging, changing the engagement targets and approach. In most situations, the consultants can't do the fine-tuning because they don't know the people in the organisation and they do not gain the same insights as a person who has been in the organisation for a very long time. Secondly, is that the responsibility of managing change lies with many members of the organisation which was discussed in my earlier episode. The leaders, middle managers, change champions and the employees the change management team, whether it's an in-house team or helmed by an external consultant, takes the role of a conductor to set the processes, methodology, consistent messaging, templates, etc. so that all the different parts of the organisation can be aligned. However, by labelling the team change management team gives people the wrong impression that all matters relating to change management is the sole responsibility of this team, which cannot be further than the truth. In many of my clients, my attempts to introduce sessions to uplift the capability of the members of the organisation, for example, the leaders, change managers, business reps, etc., have been an uphill task. Worse still, my clients look at me like I'm trying to absolve my responsibility as a consultant. Although unsaid, but I think they must be thinking, why is she trying to teach us how to do her job? I'm already very busy trying to plan the real change. Let me digress slightly and recount something that a change manager once told me. He was the lead of a technology team in a larger technology transformation program. He was chosen to attend the change manager's training course as he interacts with many business users in the course of his work. After he completed the course, he thanked the team for delivering the course and he said, I found this course very, very helpful to me. But before I came to the course, I didn't know what was this all about. I thought maybe it's a punishment for me being a poor manager. Lastly, there will be a capability void when the consultants leave. Typically, consultants are brought in for a fixed period of time 
to tide the organisation through a large-scale change. Usually, it will be up until the project is over or when the majority of the changes have been deployed. But what happens after that? There continues to be a capability void to manage change. While the consultants may have left behind the processes, tools and templates, which is what I term the hardware, the organisation as a whole may not be better off understanding how to navigate organisational change. Change is a journey and embedding the change may take a long time after the tangible change has been deployed. So the organisation needs to be able to continue to manage the change to achieve the desired outcomes. So what are some of the client-consultant partnerships which I've seen that works? Let me share two stories to answer this question. For many years as a consultant, I had this very misplaced superiority complex. I had always felt that the client needs my expertise to successfully manage change. I couldn't imagine what it would be like if the client didn't manage change in the way that our methodology prescribed it. Then, my worldview was changed by two projects. In the first project, I was asked to join the project as an advisor to guide the client in a business transformation program. The client was a very, very large company preparing to undergo a business transformation. They bought some upfront services to define the strategic directions, but the bulk of the follow-up work was undertaken by selected business reps from the relevant departments. When I was provided the initial brief before I onboarded the project, I asked why the client wanted such an arrangement and I was told that they wanted to make sure they had the capabilities to continue the journey in the long run. I thought that was a very noble aspiration, but I had not seen any project where this idea had panned out very well. In this assignment, the consultants played the PMO role as well as the role of coaches. I was part of the coaching team and we defined standards and templates for the teams. We also participated in their discussions to make sure that they were on the right track in defining the new business processes. By and large, the business reps drove the discussions with members in their department, their bosses, external agencies, as well as other departments which may be impacted. We provided the structure and guidance, but it's clear in all the interactions who were taking the lead. Frankly, I really enjoyed the project because firstly, I felt that there was real ownership of the product and the process of managing change was really embedded into everything that the clients did. The knowledge and experience of consultants were not taken as the ultimate truth, but wisely used to inform the decisions that the clients eventually took. In the second project, I took the role of the change management lead in a very lean HQ team. I was responsible for onboarding and coaching the change management teams in other remote locations which were deploying a set of systems. The local change management teams were co-helmed by both clients and consultants. In such a lean team, the clients played a very significant role in directing the change management efforts in the remote site. On a weekly basis, I was responsible for introducing to them the project change methodology and discussing with them how would it be best to apply in their locations. Sometimes the context in their locations are very different from what we had envisioned when we wrote the methodology. So we spent some time discussing how best to address the issues that they encountered. There were other change capability building in the form of methodologies, governance, processes and standards. 
By the end of the program, which lasted about five years, the client had very strong change capabilities, which included the hardware as well as the software. To date, I am very proud that I had the opportunity to work with such a client who had the foresight to structure the project to develop very strong change capabilities for itself. If you are an organisation that's embarking on a large-scale organisational change, you need to think about the change capabilities you need to sustain the change over a long period of time. If you need to use change management consultants, you need to think about how you can use them strategically so that you can meet both your short-term and longer-term goals. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions or thoughts on this episode, please connect with me on LinkedIn at bit.ly slash squareapple. That's bit.ly forward slash s-q-u-a-r-e-a-p-p-l-e. Thank you and see you soon. Thank you for joining me today. I'm very honoured to have you here. If you would like to keep going and want to know more about the number one Southeast Asia's leading female entrepreneurship network, head over to Soul Rich Woman at S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com and download the free ebook on how to get clients and multiply your income through personal branding. Remember, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Do subscribe to The Square Apple Show and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye for now.